This is Defeating the Curse. It is Sunday, August 13th. We are coming to you live in the evening after a Nats doubleheader. Nats eventful on many, many fronts. Eventful weekend here. It's just a two-man show today. I got myself, Steve here, and Joe. How are you, Joe? I'm doing well, Stevie. I'm doing well. Although my heart stopped when I saw Bryce's beautiful body and his gorgeous locks flying through the air <laughs> uh, during the first inning yesterday. W- what... What the heck is going on? And why can't the Nationals figure out when to cancel games, when to postpone them, and when to communicate to the fans? What is going on? I mean, props to Rizzo on shoring up that bullpen, but he needs to get a weather guy on staff or something. (laughs) Just Google, my man. Google. Like like you open the phone, you go to the weather, and then it says rain likely, and then you say, okay, let's tell people. But I I don't get it. Is it a money grab? They just want people in the stands, like just eating? What's going on? Well, it's not the stands. They don't want to call a game because if you delay the game, you know what you're still making money on is people eating hot dogs and food and all the concessions. Sure. So if I'm sitting around, uh, you know, waiting for two hours for a game, they started the game you mentioned was last night. Bryce got hurt and Nats ended up winning three one, but then they started that game at ten ten. But that's not a West Coast game. That's an East Coast time. I'm with you, man. But but Bryce slipped on a wet bag. Yep. Like the the irony here of playing the game when. You might as well have not played it because on Friday mm-hmm. you didn't play and you could have played. So I, I don't understand. Like this is the this is the second, third, fourth time that's this has happened this season that fans are irate about being dragged to the park, yep, sitting around waiting forever, either getting baseball or not getting it. And we got other issues to deal with here in DC. And and like like the the metro transit system right now is a disaster mm-hmm. because of all the upgrading. So if you're relying on public transport to get there, which most of the fans in Virginia are. You gotta get you gotta get on that last train before midnight, or you're you're taking an Uber home. So well, there's just so and, many and, other moving parts here that that they gotta they gotta be better about this. And the funny thing about baseball, and I'm I'm I don't know if you know this or not, but uh, what they can do is they can cancel a game, and basically what they can do is say teams have played 161 games. Teams have played not a full season because what they'll do is they'll say, okay, at the end of the season. If this game has any value on the standings, we'll play it. But if not, they just get rid of it. So this is a game. The Nats are up 15 games in the division. The Giants have no chance of catching the wild card or the Dodgers. Yeah, this so this the, is a game that they could have just thrown away. That's right. This isn't the Giants that were, that are that were competing for world for a World Series a few years back. This is a this is a throwaway game for them. I mean, it's still a big, it's still two big teams, and I, I understand that the 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 market draw and you do want to play the game. But Harper ultimately gets hurt slipping on a wet bag. Like it just there's so many things that just irk me about this entire situation. And and it's this isn't the first time it's happened. Like this is a repeat problem for the Nats. And I don't want to talk about I don't want to spend the whole show talking about the yeah. weather, but this just keeps happening over and over. And local talk radio on uh Saturday morning and, and yesterday was dominated, completely dominated by the Nats mismanaging yet another weather situation. Like I would imagine this doesn't come up with more. It's a nice way to say it, but like a more blue collar fan base, but with a white collar fan base like the Nationals have, where you have lots of people leaving offices and white collar jobs to go to this game, that they feel like they're being inconvenienced, um, like repeatedly now by this team because they just won't make a decision on games. And again, it's not the easiest park to get to if you're relying on public transportation, and Ubers aren't cheap either. So. Uh, because you know, especially on a Friday or a Saturday night, you're going to get it with surcharges. So for me, mm-hmm. you know, from from Springfield to the to the to get home from from the game uh, back to my house in Springfield, we're talking about 
almost a $50 Uber. Like that's not affordable for most people, for, right. for many people. So, Right. Well, let, let's shift uh, our focus because there's a couple of other storylines. Nats come home, week and a half, uh, you know, home stretch here. We were in the building Tuesday night uh, for the Marlins uh, series. They just came back from Miami. Um, and, I mean, we could talk about the way the team's playing, but we would be remiss if we only talked about the players on the field because the more I look at, I mean, I looked at a lineup card this morning for the doubleheader coming up. And I mean, they had guys, you're talking about Howie Kendrick, you're talking about uh, Wilmer Defo, you're talking about Ryan Rayburn. I mean, you're talking about guys that are not going to see the field come October. I mean, this lineup is battered and uh, Bryce obviously went down Saturday night. So they had that, you know, Adam Lynn stepped in, uh, up in right field. So, I mean, this is just incredible. Now, so the Nats on the field, they look great. And the law firm of Kinsler, Matson, and Doolittle, <laughs> which has become their nickname, is incredible right now. I mean, th- this is a rarity, and we have to give credit. We kill Ernie Grunfeld. We kill Bruce Allen. And we need to look at Mike Rizzo and say, this is a model GM. This is a model president of uh, you know, baseball operations, president of a sport operations. Um, he fixed a huge weakness in this team that right now, Kinsler, Madsen, and Doolittle still have not given up uh, an earned run yet. In, in you know, they've been around for about a month now. So both, uh, all three guys are pitching lights out. To be honest, the, the one who's looked the weakest is Doolittle. Uh, you know, Kinsler, since he's been... But he had a nice outing. He had a nice outing the other night. He's gotten out of jams. Now, the problem with that is he's getting into jam. So, yeah, Doolittle, uh, the one who's looked the best is Madsen. Uh, I mean, just coming in as an eighth-inning guy, he has been just a shutdown guy. And, and you know, his fastball is hitting 97, 98, where Doolittle's at that 94, 95 mark. So uh, it'll be interesting to see if uh, any if they do make any changes come playoff time. But, you know, the Giants come in, and we take two out of three. And, of course, uh, Friday – uh, Friday night, uh, Tanner gets the ball, uh, pitches a great game, you know, that it keeps us in there, and we win 3-1, uh, you know, uh, uh, and then, of course, you know, but the big story that day is Bryce Harper goes down, and initially it looks like, it looks like the three-letter uh, word, you know, it looks like ACL, MCL, LCL, it looks like a 12-month injury, and everyone kind of hangs uh, you know, holds their breath, hangs their ha- head down, and uh, you're, you're not buying uh, it's a bone bruise, right? Um, I, I don't think the you know in basketball they say ball don't lie. I think MRI don't lie. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> he did an MRI today. I think I gotta believe. Now again, what I'm not buying is the definition of significant. That's an ambiguous term, right there. That's a subjective term. So uh, you know, they say significant. I mean, that could be really, really, really bad. That could be worse than we think. Now, what I am buying is that Bryce Harper will not see the field before the end of September. I mean, the last game uh, of the season is October 3rd, which is the only game they play, uh, or October 1st, the only game they play in October. So Bryce Harper will not be rushed back. And I told you this, I think last night, maybe we were texting back and forth. I wasn't, I know everyone in D.C., I know Grant Paulson, a lot of them were tweeting saying, this is doomsday you know, here we go again. You know, obviously we, we build our brand on the curse. We, we make our money off of the curse. And they were saying, this is it. I never saw that. I think 
if we take a poll right now, Bryce Harper is probably the second, third, maybe even fourth most valuable player on this team come playoff time. I think the first one is Max Scherzer. I think if Max Scherzer has any type of injury come playoff time, the team is doomed. I think second is Steven Strasburg. If Steven Strasburg does not come back and is able to pitch it for him, we're doomed. I think so, Dan Hold on, but on, on the on the, the Strasburg thing, we, we knew I mean, he did a couple simulated games last uh, last week. I think on Wednesday or Thursday, they had him out there doing simulated games. Yep, and um, he pitched the bullpen session, and, yep. and it looked like he was progressing nicely, and things were okay. Like it was, it was, it was a good time to be a Nats fan, right? Like, like you said, the bullpen's improved. Uh, Strassi's getting his arm back; looks fine. Then, you know, the chaos happens on Friday with the the game with the with the call. But I mean, no one got no one gets injured because it rains. But then. Harper goes down and you send something, you know, again, offline, uh, back and forth, text message, whatever. The Nats may have just saved $400 million plus, which is really, (laughs) I mean, that's an interesting take from a fan or from just a, you know, media perspective too. Like he's going to get paid with or without this injury. But if this is something substantial, I mean, that could be the worst, that could be the most costly injury in the history of professional sports. If you really, I mean, if if that's the difference between five hundred million and four hundred million, I mean that is that is a massive, massive uh, um, loss to, to Bryce himself, regardless of what team or anything else. I mean, I felt bad for the guy. I mean, and, and he's been he's performed great. All we we talked about this at length. Like he's he's having a great season, but he's not the best hitter in the lineup right now for the yeah. Nats. So the Nats will continue to do what they've been doing, but let's not be fooled here. Like they need him in the lineup if they're going to compete deep into the playoffs. He has to be there. He has to be there because of what he does for the lineup as a whole because he does protect Murphy. He does protect Zimmerman. He does, you know, I mean teams pitch around him. He's going to get on base. Uh, you know, he's always top 5 in walks. So he's going to get on base for you, and he's going to allow RBI situations for the guys behind him, which who are playing so great in Zim, uh, Murphy, and Rendon. So, yeah, we need him. Uh, but my, my point with the, the Scherzer, Strasburg, even Murphy and Rendon, I mean, the difference, the delta between them and their replacements, the delta between Max Scherzer and Edwin Jackson or even Steven Strasburg, the delta between those guys is astronomical. The delta between Bryce Harper and Adam Lind, even just from a number standpoint, is not a huge chasm. I mean, Bryce batting three twenty six on the year. Adam Lind, toilet paper is that, is that word of the day? <laughs> toilet paper? What's going on? <laughs> I, I mean, look at this. Bryce batting three twenty six. Adam Lind three ten. Obviously, it's a smaller sample size, but still three twenty six to three ten is not a huge difference. I mean, so obviously, I'm thrilled. Bryce is okay. Um, you know, he, he's, he adds that power element, but, uh, you know, right now this team, the, this team is playing against themselves. And, and the only thing that can really haunt this team come, the, you know, down the stretch is this team right now is getting healthy. Of course, the big thing tonight was a huge thing was to see Michael A. Taylor back in the lineup. He made some spectacular plays. He threw out a guy at home plate. He assisted on and out. A beautiful throw to Weeders to tag out a runner at home. He had a gorgeous catch on the run. And then he had, you know, he went two for four, you know, two doubles. So uh, Michael A. Taylor coming back. I mean, I think he's their center fielder uh, when he's healthy. I think Brian Goodwin's been playing incredible. But uh, I think it's Michael A. Taylor's job in the playoffs. So right now this team needs to get healthy. I mean, 
Strasburg, you were talking about Strasburg. I don't anticipate seeing him until September. I think they don't have they don't have a reason to bring him back. Like, what's the exactly the only thing? If you bring him back now early, it's it's just to appease the fans to let people know that we're not panicking and that not to overreact to the Bryce thing. Obviously, different positions and everything else, but there's no there's no advantage to bringing him back. uh, uh, You know, outside of a couple of maintenance starts, whether it's uh, it's down a league or even in, in you know a few innings of you know, of, of, of major ball, like there's no reason to bring him back. And, and if the, let me see, how, how can I say this? If the bullpen, if the bullpen continues to improve or at least maintain what they're doing right now, he's less valuable to the team in a five game series with anybody or a three game series with anybody than Bryce's. And that the only reason I say that is because you you need the offense to, to show up in the postseason. Um, you know, at least that's my, that's my that's my two cents anyway, um, but you know, we'll see what happens. I mean, we'll see what happens. There's a lot that's going to be. I think we're going to learn a lot more about this team this week. This week, uh, we'll see. But in any case, uh, any final thoughts, Steve? No, I mean, we. I, I don't think there's enough time. We got to get into what happened on Thursday night at Redskins Park. I think that's another, <laughs> or not Redskins Park, uh, first preseason game in Baltimore. And I think we got to get into that. Yeah, let's uh, let's let's push that until tomorrow or the day after because I still got to wrap my thoughts around it. I've actually only watched the first couple uh, the first couple minutes uh, just to watch Kirk and the boys. But in any case, um, thanks for coming on, Steve. It's good. To, it's always good to talk sports with you, man. It's good to hear about. Uh, well, there's been a lot of other things going on, um, you know, in life these days, it seems. But uh, in any case, for uh, for Steve, I'm Joe. This has been DTC, proud member of Heroes Media Group. We are out. Go Nats, baby. Go Nats. We are out.